welcome to episode 16 of the Courageous, Successful, and Happy Podcast. I'm Tracy Oswald, the High Achievers Coach and your host. I'm so happy to have you. All right. It's Christmas week. Everyone's probably seeing family or friends or some mixture of the two. And you're also in the kind of taking stock of your life, right? That happens during this time of year. I, and I love it. I love, I love the universal permission we all give to each other at the, at the new year, right? To look within and reframe things for ourselves. And it's perfect timing because today we're going to talk about four really powerful questions that will help you reframe your life and how you react to things. And I want to start by saying there's some examples that, I, um, that I'm going to talk through in this episode, but you can absolutely insert that conversation that you're thinking about, you know, having with your mom or Aunt Sally or your brother or, you know, your cousin or whatever that you think might push your buttons, you can absolutely use this method in any kind of situation in your life. Okay. So I want to start there because when you think about it, you know, our experience, we think our experience is shaped by the things that happen to us, right? The conversations we have, the things that happen to us during the day, but that's not really the case. It's shaped, our experience is really shaped by the thoughts we have about the conversation we have or what happens to us or the guy that, you know, cut us off in traffic or the news that you got about, you know, your best friend's health. It's, it's not, the experiences themselves are neutral, right? They simply are. They're just facts. They're not good. They're not bad. They're not frightening. They're not funny until we attach meaning to them which we as humans, of course, are born to do. We can't help creating stories and narratives around the events in our day. That's what we do. We're meaning-making machines as humans. Let's say we ex you experience uh, an interaction, a meeting at work, um, where you notice, you know, my boss seems a little off today, in air quotes. Your brain takes that information, pulls it through all kinds of filters, beliefs, and values, analyzes it, and it gives you thoughts based on so many different factors. Right? You know what I'm saying when you think, oh, your, my boss seems a little off. All of those feelings that you start getting. And you start attaching meaning to this specific moment with thoughts like, I wonder why she's in a bad mood. Maybe she's know, mad at me. Or I bet she just got bad news about our budget for next year, right? Especially at this time of year. You guys know what I'm talking about who are in corporate. Or I can tell she doesn't like the strategy I presented at the last meeting. I just know it. And these Thoughts flood your brain within milliseconds of you experiencing and interpreting your boss being off. Now, multiply that feeling, that experience with all the interactions you have every single day. Your brain is flooding your consciousness with thoughts at lightning speed. And all these thoughts are the reason you interpret your day as having a good day or having a bad day. Look, studies tell us, and we've talked about this on the show, that our brains give us oh, roughly about fifty to 60,000 thoughts every single day. And of these 50,000 thoughts, 80% of them are negative and 95% are the same thoughts we had yesterday. Like what? So you might have thoughts like, there's no, I, no way I can make this happen. Or no one wants my idea, product, or perspective. My dreams and goals are way too big. I better think more realistically. Like PS, no, you shouldn't. Your dreams are actually too small for you. You badass. So there's that. Or, you know, she must be mad at me. I can totally tell by the look on her face. Or I'm really worried about my future. 
And we allow these thoughts to rattle around in our brains, making us feel stressed and defeated and full of self-doubt. And when you string enough of these thoughts together, they produce feelings that make up a pretty bad day. So how are we supposed to manage 50,000 thoughts every single day? It sounds exhausting. Well, first, let's talk just a tiny little bit about why the brain does this, because awareness and knowing is always key in starting to make any kind of change. There are three distinct factors at work in your brain that imprint meaning onto people, places, and experiences during your day. The first fact is your brain is a pessimist by design. Our brains are actually wired to think negatively. What? Yeah, it's called negative bias because as we evolved as humans, our brain's main function was just just to keep us out of danger, right? And avoid pain. Your brain is always on the lookout for things that might be dangerous, constantly scanning your physical environment, interpreting the people around you and in efforts to like jump up at a moment's notice and either fight or take flight. We even remember bad things more than we remember good things. And evolution is at play here again, reminding our ancestors not to eat that particular berry because remember Joe died last week when he ate it? Your brain stores up It's like all the negative things that happen and it keeps them in a like filing cabinet at the ready and is really eager to offer them up in an effort to keep you from harm because that's one of its major jobs. We can't remember all the good conversations we had yesterday and, and you probably had amazing conversations, but you sure can remember like if Jim said that your presentation was not that great, right? We remember that. It stings. Our brains are designed to remember things like that. The second factor at work is your brain loves to be right. And when you couple that with that negativity bias, with the fact that our brains are the ultimate sore losers, right? Our brain, our brain will actually look for and, and find supporting evidence to confirm the thoughts it's giving you over and over. Think about the people you know who have really strong political beliefs, one way or the other. And they tend to read articles and watch news programs that support their point of view over and over. This is because the brain wants to reinforce its own thoughts and give itself more proof that it's right. It's so weird, right? Our brain wants to shut us off from learning other things that might prove that it's wrong or give us a different point of view. It wants us to just keep laying pipes in the same track um, it's just easier and does and doesn't have to work that hard because the third factor is your brain is lazy. <laughs> your brain does not like change. And this is guys, this is why change is hard. It's not easy to change anything, habits, things we do. We are hardwired to keep the status quo, to keep doing the same things over and over. Our brains don't want to have to do any heavy lifting because the neural pathways are already laid for most of the thoughts we have, and our brain wants to keep it that way. Because to think a new thought, our brain has to lay new pipes and pay attention to what it's doing. Kind of, It's kind of like when, you know when you have to take a detour on your drive to work, or on your drive to work, or your commute, or however you get to work, it's kind of like you go into that autopilot mode, and you, like, you don't remember driving or getting there, so, so all of a sudden you're at the place. But when you have to take a detour, your brain actually has to think about the turns you're making, because it's not the usual path. So... It has this really interesting way to lull us into complacency and convince us that thinking a new thought is a waste of time. So if we have all of that kind of going against us, right? Our brain is trying to outwit us at every turn. How do we change the way we react to things? And how do we think in new ways? How do we disrupt 
technically our own thinking. Well, we know the first key is an awareness. We just talked about the reasons why. And we want to slow down. And we want to become aware of the thoughts we're having. And then realize that just because your brain has a thought does not mean it's true. Now, you might be thinking, well, of course my thoughts are true. Duh, my brain wouldn't give me a false thought, right? Well, P.S., your brain also just gave you that thought that it wouldn't give you a false thought. So it, it kind of is this master manipulator. And I want to talk about these really four powerful questions that will help you reframe your life. It's Byron Katie's uh, The Work. And I don't, probably some of you have heard about this. I think she's amazing. Um, definitely go check her out. Uh, the, the thing that I love about her um, and she's one of the models of how I've based my coaching practice on. She gives away all of her best stuff for free, right? You can go Google Byron Katie's The Work. You can download the worksheets and do it. Like, you don't have to pay anything. If you want to go to her workshops or if you want to work with her, of course, you would have to pay a fee. But the concepts are all free. And the work is really, really good for testing the thoughts we have to not only see if they're true, but to explore what it might be like to not have the thought at all. And the cool thing about the work is it's only four questions, four very powerful questions. One, is it true? Two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Three, how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? And four, who would you be without that thought? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Those are profound. I want us to work through two different thoughts, and I want to pull them through Byron Katie's The Work, these four questions. And the first one is really easy, just to just so we can lay a foundation of something very, very neutral, something that you don't have feelings attached to. Let's say you see a blue vase on a table, and your brain tells you, gives you the thought, that's a blue vase. Let's pull it through these four very powerful questions. One, is it true? Yes. Your brain thinks that's blue vase. So yes, it's true. Two, can I absolutely know it's true? Yes, I feel like I can absolutely know that that is a blue vase on that table. Yes. Three, how do I react or what happens when I believe this thought? Well, it might be different for you, but I might say, mm, I appreciate that particular shade of blue on that vase. I think that's a really nice blue vase. So nothing really happens. There's no emotional attachment to it. Four, who would I be without this thought? Well, I would probably be a person who didn't see a blue vase on a table. So that's simple. And you guys can kind of see where I'm going with that. It was simple because it was a blue vase. So the thought was true with a capital T. Now let's try something a little more interesting. Let's say you just got an email from a coworker about a project you're working on together. And in it, he explains that he can't meet your deadline for your project. And not only that, he sent the email in all caps. And you have a flood of thoughts and physical reactions to this email. And some of these thoughts might be, Mike always does this to me. Another thought, he finds a way to screw up every project we work on together. The next thought, he never does this to Bill or Kathy, it's only me. And then, why does he have such a problem with me? I never did anything to him. And finally, you know, I think he's out to get me, to sabotage my work. And bingo, there's your thought. 
Mike is out to sabotage me. We think we're rational people, and then all of a sudden, someone's out to sabotage us, right? And it sounds so dramatic, but when you're in it, you truly believe this is happening because it feels so very true and real at the moment. But let's pull it through the four questions, the work by Byron Katie. One, is it true? And you might say, yes, it feels very true. I mean, he always does this to me and I am sick of it. Two, can I absolutely know that it's true? Well, my brain thinks, I think it's true. I mean, all the signs are there. Why would he keep doing this if it wasn't true? I mean, what other reason could there be? Well, I mean, I guess there could be another reason. So no, I can't know that it's absolutely true that Mike is out to sabotage me. Three, how do I react and what happens when I believe this thought is true? Well, I get really angry. My face flushes, my neck gets red, my hands shake. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It gets really hard to concentrate on anything. It makes me question my relationship with my other coworkers. And I wind up obsessing about it and I have a really bad day. Four, who would I be without this thought? Wow, okay. This is kind of weird, your brain might think. Well, if I never had this thought, well, then I wouldn't react that way, right? I wouldn't get mad. My hands wouldn't shake. I wouldn't obsess about my coworkers. I wouldn't have a bad day. If I didn't have this thought, I would read that email and probably, I don't know, just call Mike to figure out what was up, make sure he was okay. And then I would try and find someone else to help me out with the project. Ah. That's a big difference, right? There's a big difference in the kind of day you would have if you asked yourself more and more of those kinds of questions about some of the thoughts that your brain gives you. Our ability to have a good or bad day, you guys, is not in what happens to us. It's not in how other people treat us. It's not in what other people do to us. It's in the meaning we make of our thoughts. So during this holiday time, when you're with family and people that maybe push your buttons a little more than Mike at the office does, your homework and your brain work is to write down right now the four thoughts or the four powerful questions. One, is it true? Two, can I absolutely know that it's true? Three, how do I react? What happens when I believe this thought? And four, who would I be without this thought? And I want you to pull through some scenarios that are going to happen to you this holiday time when you're surrounded by the people you love the most um, and the people that, you know, maybe get under your skin a little bit more than your coworkers. That is your brain work for this week. And guys, however you celebrate the holidays, I just wish you love, happiness, expansion, all of the things that you want is my wish for you. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week.